0: It's a beautiful, beautiful group of people here today. Amen. The people of God are beautiful people. Amen. The people of God are beautiful people. The church is beautiful. Amen. The church is glorious. It's full of the glory of the Lord. And I'm thankful to be a part of the church. Thankful to be a part of this family. Amen. That's here today. Amen. There's no better place I'd be than the house of the Lord. Amen. There's been a couple of times. Amen, where I uh, was away and wasn't able to be in service on a Sunday morning, uh, whether it was a hospital room or or what have you, and I just felt like something's not right. I need need to be in in church. I need to get to the house of the Lord. There's all kinds of of reasons and things, but there's something about being in the the house of the Lord. Uh, If you turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Isaiah chapter 61, Isaiah chapter 61, and then just a few brief verses we want to read in your hearing today. And we're going to go, amen, see what the Lord has for us today. The book of Isaiah, chapter 61, and beginning with verse number 1. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Amen. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn. Amen. And verse number three says, To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion. To give unto them beauty for ashes. Amen. That's a trade that is being made there in verse number three. Beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. Another exchange that takes place. The oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Amen. I don't know if you remember when you may have first come to God and the spirit of heaviness was on your soul. Amen. And God... Brought joy. God gave you a garment of praise. And it says that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. Amen. I want to preach for a few moments here this Sunday morning. The great exchange. The great exchange. If we could set our Bibles aside and ask the Lord to talk to us, ask the Lord to anoint us, to hear, and to receive his word. God, we thank you for your spirit. We thank You for Your presence. We thank You for the touch of the Holy Ghost. I am asking You today, God, to anoint my lips of clay, God, this humble vessel, God. I am nothing without You, God. But with You, God, all things are possible. I'm asking You, Lord, to anoint every heart, every mind, every heart today to be receptive to Your Word, God. We want to receive something from the Lord today. God, we want to hear Your Word today. Strengthen us, God. Heal us, fill us, and deliver us today. In Jesus' name, God bless you. You can be seated. Amen. Amen. Today, we have, in effect, uh, the barter system. The barter system that we use today is incredibly popular. However, if you realize just how far back the barter system goes, I'm not talking about the BART system. I'm talking about the barter system, a system of trading. The history of barter is uh, as an exchange of goods and services may surprise you with its complexity. Bartering has typically not been the only method of exchange of goods and services that a society used, since it cannot Operate by itself. The barter system was used as a complement to another economic system and bartering was traditionally done by strangers or enemies bartering has evolved today into a legitimate method of exchange of goods and Services and one of the first evidences of bartering The very first evidences of bartering is in 6,000 B.C. the barter system traded all sorts of goods and services, such as weaponry, such as food or tea. One problem that was discovered with the barter system in areas such as Mesopotamia was that there was no way to assign a specific value to the goods and services that were being traded. One of the most popular things traded in the barter system in olden days was salt, Amen. Salt, that very uh, that very small element that has so much value. And the reason for the, the popularity of salt in the barter system was because of its valuableness. Bartering grew and flourished as people began to travel more during the Middle Ages and they discovered more goods and more services that they could trade, they could exchange for. The barter system began to be more successful as there were more, There were new goods and services being introduced into people's worlds. The Europeans introduced new things into the barter system market that the Americans did not have access to and also didn't have the money to afford. During the Great Depression, the barter system began to grow even more rapidly than it had been before. The Great Depression is one of the most significant time periods through the history of bartering. Money was scarce and people had a difficult time getting what they needed. But it allowed people to get food or clothing when they needed to. And they were allowed to create accounts with businesses because there wasn't enough money. They had to exchange goods and services to, for their necessary need to be able to get by. America was birthed and established on the principles of bartering as the early settlers bartered or traded with the Native Americans their guns for their Indian crops and agriculture. And there's a lot of history that is uh, in our books today with bartering uh, being the method of trade. Uh, There are lots of exchanges that we make in life. Uh, American economy, the history of the American economy is right full of uh, elements and and examples of bartering throughout history. There's elements of of bartering and and we see that that element woven through uh, our history books. And today, Amen. There's still people that are making exchanges and trades. Uh, you probably no doubt heard uh, perhaps a a humble spouse or not so humble spouse saying I traded up when I married my spouse. Amen. I got the better end of the bargain. Uh, I I got I married up. I got something that uh, the exchange wasn't as valuable both ways. They were more valuable than me. Uh, And there's, you know, elements that we trade and we exchange things in our life today. Uh, but what uh, the book of Isaiah chapter number 61 begins to allude to is an exchange that takes place with people's souls, with people's lives, with their eternal futures. Amen. When we come to the house of God and we come before the, the throne of God, we sometimes are not able to offer unto Him something that we think is of tremendous value. And perhaps the only thing that we have to give to God on a Sunday morning is just ashes, it's just... Uh, Burnt memories of yesteryears. It's it's uh, it's broken promises. It's it's shattered dreams. Uh, amen. It's ashes. It's not something of value today if uh, if perhaps Brother Nathan, amen, approached an individual out on the street and they said, Hey, Brother Nathan, I really like that Nissan you got. Man, that's a nice car, Brother Nathan. I'll tell you what, I'll trade you for that car. And his response probably was, All right, well, let's see what he's got to offer. And he said, I'm going to give you ashes. See? You're you're full of beans. You're you're full of, you're full of beans, man. You're you're crazy. You're, I'm not making that trade. That's not a valuable trade. That's not very wise on my behalf to give you my car for a pile of ashes. But what happens many times when we come to the, we come before the throne of God and we say, God, I don't have a lot to offer You on a sunny morning. In fact, God, I've spent all of my resources. I've spent all of my energies elsewhere, God. All I've got to offer You today, God, is just ashes. God, and I'm praying that somehow, God, as I lay my life on an altar before You and I give You ashes, God, I'm praying, God, that somehow, You would find it in your good graces to give me beauty for my ashes. And God looks back, amen, and God says, I'll make that trade, Brother Nathan. I'll make that trade, Brother Frank. I'll take whatever you've got and I'll transform it into something that's beautiful. I don't know what you came with today on this Sunday morning. thinking I don't got a lot to offer, God. In fact, my life is still with regret. It's still with shame. It's still with broken promises having dreams. And I don't a lot to offer Him. Amen. But I would tell you today if you'll just lift up my hand to God and say, God, I'll give you my heart. It's all that I've got left, God. I'll give you my future. God, I'll give you my talents, my time. I'll give you everything that I've got. It's not a lot, God, and it's not a good trade. It's good on my behalf, but God, it's, I'm just giving you ashes. I'm giving you, God, a, a It's just a stump. It's just ashes. But God, will you take it? God, will you take what I've got? And God, will you make it something beautiful? Perhaps, amen, as a young person, I remember thinking, I don't have to offer the church. I don't have to offer God what my parents could offer God. Amen. I remember as a young person thinking, well, well, Brother Joe over here and Brother John over here and Brother Sister Susie over here, they've got a, they've got a career, they, they've got money in the bank, they've got all these things to offer God. And I'm just still learning. I'm just in sixth grade. I don't have a lot of... I can't go out and make money yet. I, I, can't, I don't have the, the education yet to offer God. all I've got, God, is a future. And so God... I'm offering you today, and I remember praying that prayer as a young boy. God, I want to give my future to you. I want to give my future to you, God. The potential that lies ahead in my life, God. I don't know what the future holds, but God, it's all that I've got is a future. It's right now. And God, I'm going to give it to you. Amen. It's beauty for ashes, It's the oil of joy for mourning. Perhaps you may have come in today mourning Amen, the loss of a loved one. Or you've been mourning, amen, some tragic thing that's taken place in your life. Amen. If you give that to God today, God has joy. God has joy and peace and happiness for your life. Amen. It may not be a good trade on both ends. Amen. But you know, Eli, when you put a tree stump in the hands of God, when you put something that you think has no value in the eyes of God, amen, it is a great exchange that you can make on a Sunday morning, and I don't tell you, I would challenge you to simply put it in God's hands, amen. and I'll tell you, you can watch every time, God take the drug out God take the alcoholic, God take the prostitute, God take the lost, amen, Out of their lives. God can make something beautiful out of your life. On this Sunday morning. Amen. I remember looking back. Amen. My my father for many years was a a hairstylist. Amen. He would cut hair. and He had to have on his desk. His barber license that he got back in the 1900s. A long time ago. That's when I was born. The 1900s. Those that are born past 2000. Wow. Last Last century, man. I remember looking back at my, my dad's picture, his his barber license, and seeing that, that individual that I don't recognize. I remember seeing a, a a face, uh, just just this uncontrolled beard, this dark face on him. Just it didn't he didn't have that glow, and I remember thinking, man, Dad, what was going on back then? What what kind of life was going on? And I, I look at my, my father in pictures today, or here sitting on the front row, and I see a totally transformed individual, a totally transformed life. And you say, I don't have a lot to offer God, but I've got hurts, and I've got afflictions in my body, I've got this and I've got that. I would tell you today, no matter what you think your life consists of today, if you just put it in His hands, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. She's not with us today. She's out on vacation. But my aunt, Sister Dee amen, when she came here some time ago, had that, uh, what the writer in Isaiah would call the spirit of heaviness. Spirit of heaviness. Just a lot of things on her head, on her shoulders, on her bearing on her soul. The spirit of heaviness just cast down, just defeated. Life whooped up on us. Life took, did a number on us. Amen. But I rejoice when I see uh, my auntie, Sister Dee, Amen. As she's made that exchange for that spirit of heaviness and she's given it to God and said, God, I give you all the things in my life. I, I lay it at your feet, God. And now she's laid down the spirit of heaviness and picked up a garment of praise. And it's with misconceptions of the right kind of exchange. Amen. They got it wrong in the book of John, chapter number two. Those were the money changers. And they set up shop in the temple of God to to sell goods. Amen. For money. And they were trying in 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 their limited mindset to make things convenient for the people of God. Just come to church and we'll take care of the sacrifice. We'll take care of the offering. Let's make a deal. They had the right idea. Amen. But they went about the wrong way doing it. Because in the presence of the Lord there is meant to be exchanges. But it's not meant to be commerce. It's not meant to be you you come here and you give me you want let's make that exchange right now it's going to cost you Jacob it's going to cost you something it's going to cost the way that you walk the way that you talk it's going to cost the lifestyle change Jacob you're not going to get what you want from God easy yeah I don't want easy I've said it before I don't want easy church I want God to challenge me God I want God I want to be preached to God I I want to go forward God I want you to require something of me, God. If it's something that is such value, God, then I'm going to pay the price, God. I don't want something free, God. I've got to give you something. And Jacob, as he wrestled with that angel... to you. God, I want to give myself to you. Amen. The Bible says that the angel took hold of the hollow of Jacob's thigh and dislocated it and gave him a new name and said, you're going to be called Israel for as a prince thou hast power with God. Amen. There was an exchange that was made in the presence of the Lord in Jacob's life. Another story that comes to mind is the story of Jephthah We talked about it some weeks ago. The Bible says in the Old Testament that Jephthah was facing a great, great army. He did not know if he could win this army. He did not know if he could get the victory over this battle. And Jephthah said, God, if you'll give us victory. If you'll give us victory over this great, great army. Then when I return home in victory. Whatever comes forth from my house to meet me, I'll sacrifice to the Lord. Perhaps thinking, maybe a prized goat, a prized sheep, maybe a, a nice bull, an oxen. But when he came home from victory, from the battle, the Bible says that his only daughter came forth to meet him, and he says she brought me such, you brought me such despair today. I made a commitment, I made a covenant with God that whatever whatever greets me when I return home in victory, I'll offer it to the Lord. And she said, then you need to do what you said you do, Dad. You need to do what you said you do. I'm going to give my future to God. It costs them something for the victory. And it will cost you something today. Amen. For God to have His way in your life. Amen. It's not a matter of just showing up to church. You cannot just show up to a trade deal and say, I'm here. But you have to give something up unto the Lord. God requires something of us. Amen. That you've got to say, God, I'm willing to give up this in my life. God, I'm willing to make an exchange today, God. I'm willing to lay down some... God that I might obtain the favor of God. Amen. Amen. We still need that old-fashioned desire. Amen. I've got to obtain the favor of the Lord. 18 says- that I might have eternal life. Please. Come now, let us reason together. Save the Lord. God's not looking for an argument. God's not looking to say, well, God, you said this, and God, this should not have happened. and God, why did you do that? And God's not looking for the blame game. God's saying, let us reason together. How much do you want of me? How much anointing do you want, brother the in your life? How much of God do you want? God, I want... This much, okay. What are you going to give up that I might put my anointing upon you? God, I want a closer walk with you. All right, it's going to cost you a little bit of time. Well, God, I just want a closer walk with you. I don't really want to spend the time, but no, it's a, it's an exchange. It's something you give up. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, let's worship the Lord for a moment here right now. God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God, I'm asking you Lord to have your way in this place. God, to talk with us. Move in every heart. Move in every life today. God, let the Holy Ghost come down. Thank you, God. I'm asking you, Lord, let the word of the Lord would go forth today to every soul. Young and old, God. Amen. season of Holly. It's called Lent where they give up something for a specific period of time. It's a specific period of time. But what I'm preaching about today is not for a specific period of time. It's from now till the end of your life saying, God, I want to give up I want to give up the ashes of the memories, of burnt uh, memories from, from yesteryears, God. I, I, want to, I want to put my past behind me, God, that you might give me a bright and a beautiful future, God, that you might use me, God, amen, where once I was a leech to society, just taking, taking, taking. Now, God, I want to give something back to you. I want to give something unto the Lord. God, I don't want to be a taker. God, I want to be a giver. God, God, I want to give you something. God, I want to give you my heart, my life, my soul. I want to give something of value to you, God. God, I'm going to give my heart, my life to you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Some of the worst exchanges. Amen. One of the worst exchanges in this world, in our history is that which was made in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve. Amen. They had it made in the beginning. Amen. They had it made in the beginning. Everything was easy for them. God had everything set up at their feet. All they had to do was just reach out and grab a hold of some fruit. Amen. Pick something off the bush or off the tree or from the ground. And they had sustenance. But one time, amen, the Bible tells us a story serpent uh, beguiled Eve, uh, and how it began to rationalize with Eve and said, Eve, if you just uh, uh, take a, a little bit of indulgence here, and you begin to, you begin to take this particular tree and you eat of its fruit, uh, you're going to be as a god, you're going to know right from wrong, you're going to know good from evil. Wow, well, that sounds like an interesting proposition. And the devil's made many propositions like that to many of us in times past. If you just go to that party, just just one sip. Just take a little bit of that drink. It's going to feel so good. You're thinking, man, just one sip won't hurt. Just one puff won't hurt. Just one little dab won't hurt. Amen. But God is watching. God is watching. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They made what they thought was a good exchange, but it cost them separation from God's presence. It cost them separation from the presence of the Lord. Amen. It was a terrible exchange. Perhaps you've been jaded in life and you've given up something to somebody else thinking, if I just give up uh, this particular thing that I have, uh, amen, I'm going to have peace. Uh, if I if I give up uh, uh, my, my virginity, I'm going to have God wants you to know hallelujah God has your best intention in mind and God's asking not for your money God's not asking you for your car for your house he's just asking you for your heart will you submit to me your heart will you put your heart in my hands will you trust me to lead you will you trust me to guide you hallelujah hallelujah Isaiah chapter 61 talks about the acceptable year of the Lord. The acceptable year of the Lord. Amen. There's a season, a time and season to everything in life. Amen. The Bible says that today is a day of salvation. There's a plan that God has for every life here today. And it's not just to save you. Amen. It's not just to come to an altar and to get the Holy Ghost and to be, get baptized. We want that for everybody and it is for everybody. you need Everybody needs that if they're going to go to heaven. But for the others that already have been baptized and filled the Holy Ghost and live in a holy separate life. Amen. There's more than God has for your life. Amen. God wants us as the body of Christ to extend ourselves and to reach out into our world and to make a difference for somebody else to win a soul to teach a Bible study. If there's one thing we've got a lack of today, it's Bible study teachers. Amen. We need more Bible study teachers. We need God. We need God you to give us more Bible study teachers. God, give us more workers in your vineyard, God. Not just Bible study teachers that will say, give me a Bible study, but Bible study teachers that will say, I don't have a Bible study. I'm going to go get me one. I'm going to go find somebody that's hungry to know God and I'm going to tell them what the Word of God has for their lives. I want to show somebody the way. And I want to be the hands of the feet of God reaching, reaching, extending myself. Let me find somebody. Let me bring them. Let me bring them to where he is. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. It's still the opening of the prison to them that are bound. God will break the chains from your life, from your past, from your mind. Amen. You say, well, I'm not bound to the addiction. I'm not bound to any vice, perhaps. But there's chains that many of us have in our minds today that prevent us from doing what God's called us to do. We've all heard the story, and it bears repeating, of uh, the individual that trained an elephant. Amen. We know we've perhaps heard the story, but if not, we'll say it again. Amen. This individual... Uh, secured an elephant, those big, mighty creatures that you don't want to get in their way. And the story goes that the, he initially uh, put a big, big chain around that elephant's ankle and put a big, big stake in the ground and chained that elephant's ankle to a specific point in the ground. And that elephant, with all of its might, with all of its past victories and successes, said, I'll whip this thing out of the ground. But alas, amen, after trying several times, that elephant began to bloody his ankle, began to bloody his foot, and soon realized, I cannot move from this place that I've been chained to. I cannot move. I've tried before, and I've been bloody, And I've got battle wounds to show that I cannot overcome this. And the, the story goes that owner of the elephant would soon lighten the chains and just put a little... Biddy rope around that elephant's ankle and just tie it to a little post in the ground and the elephant would feel a little snug and would say, well, that's all I need. I'm not going to try anymore. I'm just going to stay put where I've been. I don't want to take the chance of getting my ankle bloodied again. I don't want to take the chance of dreaming... Big again. I don't want to take the chances of, of trying to win a soul and having the door slammed in my face. I don't want to take a chance again of trying to witness to somebody and then and then mouth off to me or cuss me out or flip me off or whatever. Amen. You may have experienced. Amen. And there we get chains in our mind. Amen. That elephant in that story exchanged the physical change around his ankle to change in his mind. Amen. And Isaiah, Amen, chapter number 61 talks about, Amen, the breaking of chains, the opening of the prison to them that are bound. God will break the chains in your mind, and God will open the doors of your prison. Amen. But you've got to walk out of the authority of the Holy Ghost and start your day in prayer I will not be bound by old mishaps, by old failures. I'll not be bound even by chains of my past failures. But I'm going to go out in the authority of the Holy Ghost. And I'm going to win somebody to God. I'm going to take this city. Come on, let's fight for as let's worship him. Hallelujah, be abundant. has got more potential than you give it credit for today. Hallelujah, I was not meant to meant to sit back in the swamp Hallelujah. He hallelujah it is the acceptable year of the lord hallelujah the preacher can only proclaim the gospel but you've got to be the one to receive it and to embrace it amen i can only tell you that today is the day of salvation but so Along the line, you've got to say that day is today, and that person is me. I'm walking up to an altar and I'm giving God some broken pieces. I'm giving God a future. I'm giving God something. I'm laying at his feet. It is the acceptable year of the Lord. Those that endure pain, bitterness, hatred. It's the day of vengeance of our God. We do not seek our own vengeance. Amen. The Bible talks about turning the other cheek, going the extra mile, praying for our enemies, those that despitefully use us, those that just are users, and we say, God, I'm not going to get them back. God, I did that to you. God, I didn't do it. I didn't do it to to garner their praise. I did it for you, God. And I would tell you that it is, amen, the vengeance of our God. Amen. We seek and supply forgiveness, and God is our avenger. Amen. Vengeance belongs to the Lord. You may have been wrong, Sister Gina. You may have been wrong. Amen. Whoever in this place. Amen. But it's not for you to get vengeance. It's not for you to get them back. But it's for you to throw up your hands in the air and say, God, I give it to you. I'm giving you mourning I'm giving you heaviness I'm giving you bad ashes I'm seeking God the great exchange today in my life Hallelujah Hallelujah The oil of joy for mourning The oil symbolizing the spirit of God which God wants to give you this morning God wants everybody to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The gift of the Holy Ghost is for everybody. And the Bible says, except you have his spirit, ye are none of his. Except ye have his spirit, ye are none of his. I want to have the spirit of God resident in my life. Amen. God wants to give everybody here the Holy Ghost. Amen. But you've got to bring that mourning. You've got to bring that sorrow. You've got to put it at his feet and say, God, it's yours. To get the garment of praise, you've got to give him the spirit of heaviness. Hope instead of despair. Amen. You've got to put on praise. Sometimes you've got to put on praise. I don't feel like it. I don't feel like it. I just want to mourn. I want to sit back here and sulk. I want to sit back here and just just enjoy this morning, this sulking. But you've got to make up in your mind, I'm going to take this off. I'm going to put on praise right now. I'm going to allow God to give that praise back in my life. Hallelujah. As the musicians come, if we could stand to our feet, amen, all across this house, amen, God has great things in store for this church. Hallelujah. There is more that God has in your life. But I got a surprise. It's going to cost you something. The only way you get more of God is you give up more of self. I say, God, I'm tired of pursuing self-interest, self-gratification, self-gain, self-indulgence, self-whatever, God. I want you. So I'm going to give up self. God, I want your will for my life. I want the Holy Ghost. I want to see my my children, my babies, I want to see them anointed, used by God. I don't want to see my children messed up on drugs and alcohol. I don't want to be messed up on drugs and alcohol, God. I want to give myself to you. I want to give myself to you, God. It's all that I've got left. It's just brokenness, heartache, pain, disgust, shame. God, I've I've got an average life. God, I don't have a lot. My life is rather boring. I want more. God, I want to spend some extra time in prayer. I want to dedicate an extra 15 minutes a day in prayer. I want to dedicate an extra chapter of Bible reading every day, God, that I might have more of you. I don't want to live this life and be on my deathbed one day and look back and say, I wish I would have done more for God. I wish I would have given that thing up when the preacher, amen, preached it square in the eyes. Amen, I wish I would have gave up this. I wish I would have done more for God. Amen, I want to be one day. the last breath everything that I've got for your glory. For your glory. Why don't we lift our hands in this place right now as the Lord talks to us. Come on, let the Lord talk to you right now. Every hand lifted, every eye closed. Amen. What is the Lord speaking to your life today? What is the Lord speaking to your life today? Saint the light, Lord, speaking yeah. to everybody here today. Hallelujah. Come on, God wants to take you further. God wants to take you higher. God wants to lift you out of the pit of despair. But you've got to give something up. You've got to lay it on the altar and say, God, I'm giving myself. I'm giving myself. I'm going to give a little bit more of my time that I might be used of you, Lord. Yeah. Hallelujah. Are you willing to make a trade? Yeah. Are you willing to make an exchange? Yeah. What are you willing to give up? Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is not a taker, yeah. God is a traitor. Yeah. He'll yeah. trade amen your sorrows for His joy. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Ashes yeah. for beauty. You're You're Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. you say, Well, I been living this life for a long time. I've been living for God. I haven't seen I haven't seen that reward yet, Brother Noah. I haven't seen that reward yet, Brother Tim. Where is that thing this preacher is talking about? Make an exchange. I made an exchange a long time ago. I'm living for God and my life still is hard. You think, I've got the raw end of the deal. My life's still hardest and my heartache and pay. But for those, the Bible says that endure to the end, the same shall be saved. And the Bible lets us to know that when we get to heaven, if we've done everything right, while we're down here on earth, that we're going to receive a crown upon our heads. We're going to walk through those pearly gates on those streets of gold. And God's going to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And I guarantee you'll think in your mind, you know what, I didn't get all those things that that preacher talked about here on earth. But it came later. It came later, Brother Cedric. It came later. I was just hell on the hope. I said, God, you promised me if I give you my life, you take care of me, God. And God, I gave my life to you. Life still had its share of heartaches, hardships on this earth. But God, when we get to heaven, it will be worth it all. And you'll realize, you know what? I got, the, I got the best end of that deal. Amen. I, I, got, I, made the, I made the right decisions in my life. And those decisions are made in moments like here and now I'm going to open this altar for those that say there's something more in God that I want and I'm willing to I'm willing to go that extra mile I'm willing to give up something for the Lord I'm willing to to make that exchange God I, I want something more out of this life God I want a greater anointing upon my life God I want the Holy Ghost in my life God, I want something more from you than I have right now. Amen. This altar is open as they sing unto the Lord. Amen. Why don't we make our way to this front altar? Why don't we begin to reach out to God?